Welcome back, everybody, to Brewing Bright Minds Podcast. I'm here with Miss Dawn. Hello. And we have a very special guest, Miss Brooke, here Hello. today. She is a wonderful uh, leader in the industry because she has over seven years of experience in the classroom, in the preschool classroom, as well as teaching early childhood education at the junior college level, but also at the university level. And so she teaches in the classroom, as well as training future teachers in the classroom. So she has many interesting and insightful perspectives to bring to this podcast. Welcome, Brooke. Thank Hello, you. Brooke. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, we have um, a lot of great questions for you just to hear your side of uh, early childhood education, being in the classroom, uh, working with parents, uh, teachers, and children. So I have a lot of a lot of questions prepared. Uh, ready to go? I'm ready. Let's get right. started. Great. So when you imagine a successful classroom, what do you envision? Um, I'm big on classroom culture. So a successful classroom needs a place that kids can thrive socially, academically, and allows for them to be themselves every day. Um, however, you can't do that without classroom management. So I think just having all of the aspects taken in perspective to be able to create this classroom that allows these kids to thrive. They should love coming to school. Preschool is their first experience. Um, so they should be so excited to be here. Okay, mm -hmm. great, great. So Brooke, uh, since you have your master's in early childhood, you teach new educators about early childhood, what makes you compelled to still stay in the preschool classroom? That's a great question. Um, because I love the kids is the first answer. Um, I love to still teach them. Um, they're exhausting, but it is so much fun. Um, I also think that if I was just teaching, I would be out of the field and not as mm -hmm. approachable or my students wouldn't be able to understand me in the same way. Cause I go to class every day and I tell them, oh, today this happened. Mm -hmm. And half the stories I tell are what happened in that week. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I'm a better professor because mm -hmm. I can provide real life experiences. I also think I walk the walk. Mm -hmm. So I come mm -hmm. to class that ex that exhausted, yes. that they're all coming that exhausted as I well. Yeah, and I think it's really interesting that you do both and you do you do preschool during the day and you do college in the after and you know in the evening. Um, and I think that's really interesting for the students in your college classes mm -hmm. because like you're saying they see it firsthand from you, but also they see the realness of it, the raw, real day. And you get to say things like, I did this today and it didn't work, or I did this and it did work. So let me tell you, you know, and you can just use it um, in your curriculum for your college classes. I think that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I do all day. Like, here's a picture of the activity I mm -hmm. did today, or mm -hmm. I thought it was going to go this way. And mm -hmm. actually, it ended up going this way. You know, you have to be flexible. So yeah. half the things I go into lecture are what I learned that week at work. So keep so it, it real. Is, it is most relevant. It is most current. Right. Um, it's also great because you can take your theory into practice and say, hey, guys, you can even have them in balls. Like, mm -hmm. hey, mm -hmm. class, I am going to try this 
today in my classroom and let's see how it goes. And together, let's think about what is the better approach and fine tuner approach um, to be more successful the next time. And also dependent on what type of classroom you have and mm-hmm. what kind of kids you have in a classroom. I think it's really cool too that you're so young in doing it because when you think of a college professor, mm-hmm. you think of somebody who had their career in the field and then maybe- 20 plus years. Yeah, maybe this is their retirement gig mm-hmm. or you know maybe they, yeah, they did 20 plus years and they just need something else. But it's really interesting that you have such a young perspective on it um, because the field is ever changing, you know, technology and things like that. New, new studies are coming out and you just have the current up to date experiences firsthand. Yeah, absolutely. But that's also the hard part too. Like I walk in and they're like, you're the professor. (laughs) Like, yes. Um, So I have to prove I know what I'm talking about. I've been to school for a very long time. Um, But then I think they realize like, oh, she's a little bit more approachable or Mm -hmm. she gets it a little bit more. So hopefully that's my goal as a professor to be approachable, to be in the field, to be ever changing, to learn new things. Um, But thank you. I do appreciate that. You said that you are so big on classroom culture and classroom management. And so what type of classroom culture do you feel is necessary for successful learning? Yeah, Um, well, I always think of the kid who raises their hand and then they get made fun of for their answer. Mm -hmm. So that's not a classroom culture Mm -hmm. I would ever tolerate. Um, They should share their ideas. They they should be wrong and Mm -hmm. we should still praise them for raising their hand. so I think just allowing them to be themselves and mm-hmm. to understand it's okay to make mistakes. We're at school because we're learning. Mm-hmm. I make mistakes too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I apologize to the kids all the time. Like, hey, I'm sorry I didn't see you raising your hand. Like I take ownership for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just creating a place that they're able to share all their thoughts, all their feelings with us and with other kids and feel safe and loved. Mm-hmm. Um, with classroom management, you can't do all the fun things mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. they're able to listen. Yes, um, That doesn't mean raise their hand every single minute of the day or only listen to the teacher the first time, but it means be respectful mm-hmm. and be respectful to your classmates mm-hmm. as well. And so really classroom management and that classroom culture is essentially building this microcosm of a little society of what you want your children to grow Mm -hmm. up in. Uh, Having the values of kindness, respect, uh, hearing each other out, being honest and not being afraid to be honest, uh, being not afraid of making mistakes. And like you said, being praised for it. Things that you wouldn't really necessarily find when you step into the real world But at the same time, you want your kids to be built up to have those skills Mm -hmm. so that no matter in the face of when they go to, you know, kindergarten and beyond or grow up to be adults and step into the real world, their core values and their core sense of character is built at a very young age. And that is so important. I mean, that is so huge as What individual do you place in front of your children day in, day out to build that in your child every day? And that takes thousands of times for you to say, use your words, Johnny, please stop, please. 
she's trying to share, you know, her feelings and her thoughts. You need to be quiet and listen. And it takes all the patience in the world to allow that for each child to have that platform, to have it in every moment and understand, well, I had the, the opportunity to voice my concern. He should too. And to have the teachers and, and teacher aides to understand that that is equally, if not more valuable than everything else and part of how to set up your child ready to be ready to mm -hmm. learn. It's also, mm -hmm. I feel like classrooms are also like little families. Mm -hmm. Like Huge. you you have, yeah. you know, a bunch of siblings and you have yeah. the parental figure um, and you just learn how to, you're with these children and mm -hmm. these teachers for a very long time during the day and for, you know, up to maybe 40, 50 hours a week mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's so important to learn how to adapt with different backgrounds, yeah. different cultures, personalities. personalities in one room. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes you have multiple teachers, depending on the school that you're at. You have three, four teachers maybe, and you have 15 to 20 kids. And that's a lot of different personalities, different cultures, different backgrounds. And so just learning how to put all of your differences aside and come together as a family mm -hmm. in a little classroom is so important. I think we all can remember a time in any classroom setting. Like I know for me, I had great elementary school classes that I still remember. And I still remember these people, even though I haven't talked to them in however many years, mm -hmm. but I still remember that they said this during mm -hmm. their presentation. Mm -hmm. And because it's, you know, a different culture that I wasn't used to. And I mm -hmm. think that's so important in, and establishes in the preschool setting. Mm -hmm. And having, like you're saying, 15 to 20 different personalities, uh, big personalities, more timid personalities, uh, but each of them having a voice equally and seeing that all of us can be together, differences aside, and have a harmonious, beautiful dynamic and learn together. Uh, it's a beautiful, a beautiful thing if the teacher is keeping that in mind and training them to have those skills to listen, be respectful so that everyone can have that equal opportunity to learn and be understood and feel safe and loved and then really learn to love each other. Mm -hmm. They really learn to just love each other and look forward to seeing each other every day. Differences aside, like, yeah, Johnny, he's he is something, but they love them for their differences and really see them and understand them for their differences. And it helps them create their identity in a sense of, wow, Miss Brooke notices that I am, you know, that I that I need this to 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 thrive and flourish. And so considering each individual at the same time of as a group and having them all grow at the same time mm -hmm. in every way, academically, socially. Um, it's a huge, it's a huge job. Yeah. And it takes a lot of patience. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. And some days, you know, the patience is done by five <laughs> o'clock. Um, but allowing them to all be their unique self yes. and share their perspectives mm -hmm. and feel like a safe place. I always put the perspective as what if that was my child mm -hmm. in that classroom? Mm -hmm. um, how would I want my child treated? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's what I try to give them by creating this classroom culture that starts from day one yes. to the end. Yes, absolutely. It's huge. It's so important. 
How would you say that you achieve culture in your classroom or what advice would you give to other teachers to create that family culture within their classrooms? Well, I start off by calling all my kids friends because mm -hmm. we're all friends. Um, and then anytime they say, I don't want to play with so-and-so, I only want to play with so-and-so, right there, stop it in its tracks. Um, we all play together. If you want to play by yourself, that is fine. However, you don't pick and choose. I only want to play with that friend. It's not kind. Um, and by the first time you do that, they all know we are all friends here. We all respect each other. Um, we read a book. Our class is a family. It's one of my favorite books. Mm -hmm. We create rules that the kids come up with themselves. Um, and the rules I want to say right now in my classroom are be kind, love each other, be best friends. Um, they created those rules. And those are the only rules in my classroom besides safety, of course. Um, but they created those so they have more meaning to them. Mm -hmm. um, so I think those are some big ways. And then we do... We talk about, I am smart, I am strong, I am loved every morning. Um, so promote that within. And then they should know that we are all smart in this room. We are all loved. And if any time you hear a child say differently or a teacher, you know, might not always have the best approach, correct them. So that's why I love teaching future teachers is promoting that to help all children. Thank you so much for listening to the Brewing Bright Minds podcast. If you liked what you heard, please follow us, like, and subscribe for more.